0: shows that we're super obsessed with right now. Because we do love to watch our shows. And Rusk and I watch TV together. Like if 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 there's a show and we're watching it together, we have like a commitment to not watch it until we're watching it together. We and and the, the thing about that is Rusk loves to do spoilers. He spoils shows for me all the time. So I always think I always say, stop, right. do not spoil it for me, and just wait until I'm around I'm gonna, I'm gonna to piss, watch the I'm show. I'm gonna
1: piss off a lot of people by saying this. <laughs> I always think it's childish. I'll tell me. Just tell me how it ends. No, don't tell me how it ends. I, I know I'm pissing off a lot. They're all rolling their eyes now. That's the whole point of you watching the show. You ruined the experience. You're being such a curmudgeon, you know, or you're just, you're, I just t- <laughs> I'm gonna still watch a show and I can compartmentalize it in my head that I pretend that I don't know. I know that's kind of weird.
0: No, but you still ruin but if somebody it. Somebody
1: watch the show and tell me. Just tell me how it ends.
0: <laughs> All right, first show that we're obsessed I think, with. I think I just is, like. I,
1: I think I just like aggravating people <laughs> doing that. Just watch their, their face.
0: Their face. <laughs> you, you do like <laughs> aggravating people. Um, first show we're obsessed with is Succession. Oh my god, that show is so freaking good. It's on HBO. It's um a weekly show. It's not something you can binge. So you do have to wait on that. Um, my favorite thing about the show is the music. I think the music is, like, so amazing. I love it.
1: Anyways. The intro music.
0: The intro music, yeah.
1: No, I mean, it, it's an amazing show. I, I personally think that season four is the best season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's finally got to the succession part. And for, for those that, you know, haven't watched the show yet or haven't seen it, spoiler word, Father Dies and Now There's a Succession. <laughs> <You
0: know. laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I couldn't help myself. I'm stuck here. <laughs> He's spoiling it for everyone. It's fine. No, it's it's amazing though. But S- I think yes. I think this that is it so is. Good. It's amazing and I think that it does a fantastic job of portraying a world that most of us mortals, like you I you and I, Alicia, mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. in a very sh- very, you know. Even keel world where it's kind of, you know, an even pace all the time. But these folks in this stratosphere of wealth, this stratosphere of celebrity, this stratosphere of attention is that they are not necessarily the same kinds of people as we are. Right, 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 right. No, they're not. They're very insular. They're very narcissistic. They are very arrogant. Uh, They're... Consumed by money. They're consumed, consumed by money. Consumed
0: by money. Like every little thing, it's about
1: right. money. And the second half of that entire show is that they're always trying to get yeah. their father's approval. Yeah. Right. And they, right, right. they're they're striving for the for and the father's playing these mind games with his three kids and who's yeah, gonna succeed course. him, who's not gonna succeed. He's trying he's taking an old school way of running a business to a newer generation that doesn't have uh the backbone. To take on that business right, and what right, started the business right. at the beginning. Because it's that old, it's that old saying that is hard times create great people. Mm-hmm. Great people create great times, and then great times create soft people, and then soft people create hard times. And this is kind of in between, mm. you know, where you're seeing mm-hmm. softer people creating hard times. They're right. about to drive this this multi billion dollar conglomerate into the ground because they weren't there at the beginning to build it.
0: And I think that goes back to the idea of like super f- Filthy rich people like the the Gates, the Amazon person, right. uh, what is this, Bezos, the Murdochs, like that. I think it's based on the it's, Murdochs, this is based yeah. On Murdoch. So yes,
1: it's loosely based on Murdochs.
0: One of the topics that keeps popping up it's like, how do you raise your kids to be humble and hungry when they have everything at their at their fingertips? Absolutely, they have everything. They these kids. Are so spoiled. They have the best accommodations. They fly private. They have the first class service anywhere they go. Um, how do they right. freaking manage? They don't because they don't learn the basics of the of the business. And I think their dad knew that when he said, You are not serious people. All right. And I think that is such an important right. uh, point to, to talk about in this show that as much as we want to teach our kids the values of hard work, work ethic, um, loyalty, and uh, having some sort of integrity, it gets lost when it's it's not your business and you're inheriting it.
1: Absolutely. I, I th- think that's the key. I think that's a question that a lot of uh, parents wrestle Huge with question. that are well-to-do, that are mm. wealthy parents is trying to balance uh, the value of a hard work ethic but at the same time not overly provide. And I think Warren Buffett said it the best where he said, I'm going to leave enough for my kids to do something but not enough for them to do nothing.
0: Yeah, I I love that quote.
1: Yeah, and so I think think that's – on paper, that sounds great. And I think it probably can be executed if it's practiced that way. And I think with Warren Buffett – certain extent for example he drives old cars yeah he still lives in the same house 19 mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he has multiple mm-hmm. homes but but when he was interviewed and he saw his kids they were they were they grounded were kids, they were grounded mm-hmm. they were they were kids that were learned they were not kids they were very materialistic no it was more no, about no, no, the experience no, no, no. than it was mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. about the material wealth and i think this show does a fantastic job of, of cutting trying to cut through that at the same time trying to teaches kids to be competitive to be cutthroat because in that world it's all cutthroat there's no emotions there's no uh there's no uh i i i have to think twice about things you have you got to stay on top of the business And now we're seeing in this particular last the final so true final episode how the kids are kind of driving into the ground they don't know what they're
0: doing yeah no 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 and and i think it's because a lot of it was just given to them they didn't have to work so hard for it and now that the business is theirs. They don't know how to conduct themselves in business. And they fire people. They hire people. Right. They don't know how to negotiate. They don't have a clue about what they they're doing.
1: They make a lot of haphazard decisions without thinking. It.
0: Right. Next show we want to talk the about. The next show that I want us to talk about is a new show that we just started watching. It's called the Drops of God. The Drops of God. And it's a little bit of a wine uh, connoisseur, maybe. Cheers.
1: Have you seen it, Jamal? Uh, Based off of that. Yes, it is. Oh, is it? It is. It's It's based on a Japanese uh, comic, right? Oh,
0: wow. Okay.
1: Yep. And so they finally turned it into a screen. They adapted it into a, uh, you know.
0: And that's happening a lot more, right? That's like The Last of Us was a game show. was a game, right? A video game. A video game, right? A video game, a video game. This show is so
1: good. Yes,
0: is it Japanese?
1: It's Japanese. Yeah. I mean, you're watching a it, rice right? Japanese. <laughs> I don't
0: know
1: the problem Japanese. is that that show makes you want to drink I wine. I thought it
0: was French. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it, it just, you know it's French and Japanese, right? It's a combination of both. You're you right about that. It's a show based on a uh, a father that was a yeah. wine connoisseur that mm-hmm. that had ascertained, acquired a the largest wine collection in the world that was valued or praised at $148 million. And he was on his deathbed, and he had taught his daughter when she was in her youth to be able to blind taste flavors.
0: Babe, not in her youth, in, in her, her youth. childhood.
1: Yeah, okay, in her childhood. She was
0: 8 years old okay, when she learned right. all of these things.
1: And so in, in her childhood, she was to, taught how to pick up on certain flavors that are, are consistently found in both red wines and white wines yeah. and but then they had it the falling out. He wasn't a very good father. He moved and he was on his deathbed and then he and then on his deathbed, he leaves a will. and this is yeah. where the story gets interesting is that while he was living in Japan and collecting this fortune of mm-hmm, wine, mm-hmm. he had a protege, a Japanese student that was the best at blind tasting wines.
0: yeah,
1: and we're not talking just identifying a grape like I can. We're talking about identifying a region and a state and a vintage, which is, you know, for the, you know, for the gods. There's only a handful of people on this planet that can do it consistently. There's 200. And he
0: does it by smell.
1: He does most Most of
0: it by smell, right?
1: And obviously he tastes a little bit too. A little,
0: yeah. But, you know,
1: for example, like me, I have to taste it several times just to identify the grape. He takes a little sip of it and then spits it out and doesn't think twice about it, can identify a grape. Mm-hmm. He can identify the vintage and the estate.
0: That is such right. an amazing ability.
1: Right. And so then his, you know, then the daughter comes into, mm. the, into the play. They show up at the will, and they show up at the, uh, at the probate situation for the will, and there, the daughter discovers that if she wants to inherit this $140 million collection of wine, she has to identify one particular wine. Uh, and she has 30 days to do it. And mm-hmm. she has not been practicing mm-hmm. wine for 10 or 15 years. Actually, she has a psychosomatic she disorder. She has psychosomatic.
0: She has trauma. She
1: has trauma. She has trauma from her, from, from her childhood. From her
0: childhood. And, like, early tastings that her dad used to force her through. And she didn't want to do that. But she comes back, like, in a in a way to kind of, like, um, take a, a, a t- 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 to revenge that. Trauma that she's experienced as a young girl. And this show is so, it's on Apple. It's on
1: Apple, yes. It's
0: on Apple. It's such a great, amazing show. And I think you will be amazed at how how connected we all are throughout the world in terms of wine. Like from Japan to France to America. Just so many connections and how we all are interconnected based on like certain things that we enjoy.
1: Fantastic show. We highly recommend it if you have some time. Watch it and do, do you want me to give the spoiler? Tell everybody, no, don't it?
0: tell anybody anything.
1: Jeez. What kind of wine it was?
0: No, don't. People want to watch. All right, let's talk about the last thing that we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about
1: the Jamal said no to <laughs> so out, no.
0: no. <laughs> Sorry, we need to listen to Jamal, he's our producer. I we know need there's to, a like few folks to him. out
1: there that have my described my mentality of just tell me how it ends.
0: Mm, I'm going to watch it. No. <laughs> okay last thing we're talking about today we are are we i'm posing the question are we interested in the coronation that's happening in england this weekend I, may 6 king charles is going to be coronated as king of england the leader of the anglican church
1: well i'm i'm going to i'm going to say yes and oh for are mul- you
0: interested in it
1: for multiple reasons oh my Right? Gosh, I'm One, shocked. for very selfish, narcissistic reasons. What? He's getting coronated on my birthday.
0: <laughs> Babe, but you don't celebrate your birthday, remember? Yeah, well, you you know, don't I mean, care.
1: celebration's relative, but you you know, it'll you be easy don't to remember. care about your birthday. Number two, I've always been a history buff. I'm a little bit of an chair historian. I've read tons and tons of books over 25 years on history, so I appreciate the historical value of this yeah, coronation. Gotcha. Right? And what it kind of represents. I do understand that I think a little bit over 50% of Brits are in support of his coronation. I think Really? It's probably, that many? Right. It's a little bit over 50%. And I think it's obviously the older generation, mm. the ones that has a little bit ties to the Queen Brexit Elizabeth. People? No, I won't say Brexit people. I just think it's an older generation okay. that, for sure, the Brexit. <laughs> but I think that even in the middle of the road, I think that the generation that of the late, early Gen Xers and maybe the baby boomers that have natural affinity to nationalism. Mm -hmm. And I think that they see it not necessarily as they don't like the individual. Maybe they do like the individual. I think they just respect the institution and what it, what it stood for in their history. Same way as we do with founding fathers, we have respect for George Washington and Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson Mm -hmm. and and James Madison for being learned men at that time, regardless of all Mm -hmm. the many flaws they had with Mm -hmm. slavery Mm -hmm.
0: No, and they established
1: the, the establishment, but they, they lived They lived in a time yeah. and that was part of the time yeah, back yeah, then. Of course. of course, you can't take people, put them into presentism. In pres- present time. No, presentism. That's a word. Oh, oh. Or, or if you were to fast forward, okay. if you were to bring those people into the future mm-hmm. and expect them to be the same, no, because society and the environment and, and nature kind of gives, you know, you wouldn't expect George Washington today to be, you know, pro-slavery. But back then, that, oh. was, that was at that mm-hmm. time. So I don't... Okay, I,
0: but what about those people that have a struggle with the monarchy at this, at this day and age in 2023? They have a
1: struggle with the monarchy because to me personally is, I think it's economic. I think that, for example, in this particular situation, Brexit didn't pan out to be what they thought it was going to be. Okay. There's excessive high inflation, but more importantly, there's a higher unemployment in mm-hmm. the UK because of this, mm-hmm. because of Brexit. And for taxpayer money to be spending the coronation at this mm-hmm. time, from an optics standpoint, mm-hmm. it's just bad timing. And they did ask the King Charles to postpone it, but, you know, when are you going to postpone it? When is, when is the unemployment rate no, going
0: go to be No, it's never going to be a good time. It's There's never going to be, gonna good be right. a good time. So I don't
1: think that majority of the folks that are against it are necessarily against the tradition. I think it's just bad timing for them because of their own personal circumstances. I think that they don't necessarily like it that... <clears throat> that uh, the coronation is happening now at this yeah. particular time. It's like, for example, if you were living in the Great Depression and you had the president of the United States right. uh, taking limousine rides and, mm-hmm. and, and living on Hawaii in some mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. home or something, it's just it's bad optics. And it's just not a good idea because you're supposed to be representation yeah. of the people. Do people like King Charles? That's a personal preference. That right? Yeah, so
0: that's where I want to kind of jump in because I think there is a sense of like, He's not a very popular guy. The other thing is uh, Camilla, the queen consort, is not a popular person. There is still lingering um, emotions about Diana.
1: Absolutely. There's
0: still lingering emotions about Harry leaving Britain with Meghan. I think there's a, a sense of, like, why is this still in existence? Why is the monarchy still in existence in 2023? Right. So there's 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 feelings about that. There's feelings about the um, imperial nature of Britain with other countries. They're going to be exposing they're going to be exposing a lot of the jewels that they have, a lot of the riches that they have, which were exploited from poor poor countries or poor continents like Africa, India. A lot of those things were not taken Um, legally they were exploited and they were taken illegally. And so there's a lot of resentment behind all of that. And I think the people are kind of thinking, I think we're fed up with this. I think we don't need to do any more of this. I get it. It's a traditional thing. There's an, there's, there's, there's something to that. But I think the younger generation of people are fed up with the status quo. I think they're done with thinking that, uh, that England has will always be sort of that imperial um yes, leader right. of the world and i think they're done with that i think they're freaking done with that and i i don't know i'm not sure where this leads in the future but i think those are some of the thoughts that are coming up
1: no i think you i think you nailed it on the head i think it's i don't think it's just england with the younger generation i think younger generations in most of the western world of
0: course, are kind of right. fed up
1: with their status quo we see that here in the states yeah and they obviously don't have a connection to history. They don't have a connection to nationalism. Part of it is social media that that uh, it
0: does. That it drives a lot of those it emotions.
1: Drives a lot of emotions, but also keeps them disconnected from reading stuff mm-hmm. that we were had to read because we didn't have social media yeah. back then. So we were kind of stuck into the books, whether you were an avid reader or not avid reader. You learned a little bit about the history.
0: But 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 let me civic, ask you the, this: the I duty. think social media brings a lot of conversations about that. Right. Normally, people wouldn't be
1: absolutely. Having. It has it has positive benefits. I think yeah. the more interesting question is, is not that what's happening now with King Charles? That's going to happen. He's seventy three. Mm. We may give him a good another ten to fifteen years mm-hmm. while he sits on the throne. Question is, will his son, Prince William, uh, decide that he wants to maintain monarchy or just completely dissolve it? And there's it's it's complicating because. You can't just say, I'm going to step aside and not be coronation. There's a lot of assets that would have to be reconfigured because they're tied into the, they're tied yeah. into the British uh, uh, government and the taxes and the money that the monarchy brings uh, for uh, tax for revenue the country, for yeah. the country. So it's, it's not easy. But I, th- I think that Prince William might be the one that says, I'm going to maintain the title, but I don't need the coronation. You I think, think, I think William
0: will be that William, person? William,
1: yes, right. I'm sorry, did I say Harry? No, 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 you said William. No, 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 but Harry doesn't
0: No, no, Harry I think
1: William... No, Harry I, has... I, I know has, William has, has traditional... Has left the room. Right, he has left the room. <laughs> I think William has... Does maintain some of the traditional values, yeah. but I think he's going to take a hybrid approach. I think there's going to be something in between. He realize that... This is no longer necessary. And I'm I think interested
0: you may, to see what's going to happen on Saturday. I really am interested to see how I, far they're going to take it. I,
1: I think you're going to see millions of people show up. Yeah. They, they all talk about how they don't want it, but I think they are still going to watch it show up Yeah,
0: anyway. I know, I know, I know, I know. And I think ultimately they're going to show up because it's it really is a, they make it a big affair. It's the pomp and circumstance. It's the, there is such a huge thing that happens around it. Honestly, I really feel like King Charles isn't beloved like Queen Elizabeth was. Was I don't think he's beloved in that way. I don't think they see him in that way. I think the ghost of Diana is still around. I think she still sort of um, dictates a lot. And I think it has to do a lot with the show the crown because yes, a lot of people are right. realizing and remembering even young people that didn't know a lot about Diana who died in 1997 when right. I was... Um, I was a senior in, in, in college when she died. And I remember that day and I remember driving somewhere and listening to this thing that happened and, 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 and her death and her accident and all of that. And it's still in my mind. I still remember where I was when I remember when I, when she passed because she was such a beloved figure and she was beloved because she was a, a girl of the, of the people and she embraced the people. and She said, screw you, stupid royalty. I don't want you. I don't want any about, I don't want to know anything about you. I am my own woman. And I think that appeals to a lot of women. I think we'll always remember the, 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 the day Diana
1: died. Right. She was definitely, she was definitely. The and queen. Harry
0: is her son. And Harry is someone that has said a thousand times, she, he does not want the same fate for Megan who is also someone that's always pursued in the media in, in Britain. That's why they had to leave. And honestly, for me, it, if, if I don't watch it on Saturday, I don't really
1: care. I'm going to watch it. If I don't watch it's it. It's on my birthday. No, I'm, I'm gonna-
0: not a royalist. I'm not a monarch person. If I watch it, it's to watch the fashion to be honest, it's you're going to you're gonna have your own
1: selfish, narcissistic yeah. reasons. To yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, if if right, I so, watch it, it's for that. Yeah. Not necessarily for the coronation of Charles, because I don't really give shit about him. But it really will be about what's everybody wearing and how are. Sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can watch it. Wrap. There's, there's not one right. There's no, not one reason why. There isn't. You can. Right. I'm going to watch it for the historical value of it. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I love Roman history and I love the medieval times and I think this is, you know, the the English monarchy started in the, in the ninth century under King Alfred and. I'm a big fan of English history and French history during the medieval times. It's obviously where wine kind of got its origin of the wine that we know today, so it kind of overlaps with that, and not to get off a tangent. But I'm going to watch it for the historical standpoint. You don't always have to agree with the individual. You don't always agree with everything that everybody does all the time. Wives and husbands, you and I don't always agree, but we get along. And I know it's kind of an oversimplified way to look at it. But I also do know that sometimes when we are looking from the outside in, for mm. public figures, there's always a lot no. on the inside that yeah, we yeah, don't. Yeah,
0: yeah. There is, know there is, there is, there is. All right, let us know. Are you interested in the coronation? Is it something that you watch? Okay. Is it something that you are interested in? Is it something that um appeals to you? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? All right. So this is our episode, honey. Thank you for being on the show today.
1: Thanks for the invite. heard <laughs> up my allergies. I got more to say about Instagram posts.
0: Oh, God. All right, Jamal, let's make a note of that. Rusk wants more about Instagram. He, You know what? He goes on Instagram because he doesn't have an Instagram account, so he goes online. He's so freaking nosy and so many things to say about people who post on Instagram. Anyways thank you so much for listening today it is a new season it's season 10 we're so excited to share this one with you it is more balls to the wall there are no like um prescribed interviews this season just let us know if this is something that appeals to you and if you want us to go back to the interviews. We are happy to do that as well. It is your show, whatever you want to hear, whatever you want to know. Thank you so much.